Broski here, and right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Pashery. With me this week are my good friends, Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever, C.K. Changing Joe Rodermill, Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepiguina, also known as a international YouTube sensation. Psych. I'm a U.S. <laughs> sensation. Only in the U.S. Of YouTube right now. Yeah. You have not made it international yet. Not yet. All right. Fair enough. I will, though. All right. I won't overhype it then. I'm going to be big in India. <laughs> I think you will be, too. Uh, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo, the ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. Balo. And I am Ron Pashry once again. Man. Uh, we had a pretty significant weekend in our city of Philadelphia. Very busy weekend. The Royal Rumble and WWE descended upon our city. It has been a long few days, I believe, for all of us. Um, before we get into it, though, uh, check out Falls Count Anywhere with Russ and Matt. They just released their first episode together this week. Check out The Perfect Edge with Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd, the man that gravity remembered. Uh, <laughs> go back into our archives for Throwback Madness, for Unsanctioned. Subscribe on iTunes, five-star ratings and reviews. Uh, as we said... Uh, Josh Prepiguina has a bunch of good content up on YouTube right now. Having a lot of fun on there. Check it out. Yes, tracking our hijinks. We have our Royal Rumble promos on there right now, which got pretty good response, I would say. Oh, yeah, for sure. Royal Rumble weekend highlights are coming this week, probably tomorrow. So. Well, we look forward to seeing Or today, if you're listening to yeah. it, the day it comes <laughs> yeah. out. Uh, Alo, would you like to move some merch before we get into the show? Yeah, yeah. If you want to embrace the match, do so. What a maneuver.net. And if you t- and if you want to head over to colinnumber.com, use promo code MattMatters to send your order. Only promo codes working in the business today. Al Snow did assure me that this weekend. Did he? Yes. Yeah, I figured as much. I'm glad he responded to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so just might as well just get this out of the way. House of Hardcore on Friday night. I personally, it's the, the show is a complete blur. I remember Donovan asking me what what was on the card, and I was like, ah, Brian Cage was on the card, Sammy Callahan, Matt Riddle was there. I couldn't remember almost anything. I got to meet Matt Riddle, which was really cool. He was truly the bro of all. He's the super king of bros, for real. (laughs) That Twitter handle is very accurate. He's the broiest dude I've ever met. He is, dude. He was a really cool guy. I, I mentioned how I was a fan of his from back on his season of The Ultimate Fighter, which I think was 10 or 11 years ago. He was like a 21-year-old kid. Everybody else With was short in their hair. mid-30s. Yeah, short hair. Uh, he told one of the well, – he had a bet with one of the guys he was fighting that if he – I think it was like if, if you don't get finished – he would get an Xbox 360. <laughs> and he lost the fight, but went the distance. And all the other fighters were so pissed. He wasn't disappointed he lost. He was more happy that he won an Xbox 360. <laughs> um, but he had a great UFC career that got cut way too short uh, by Dana White. His crappy boss. Yeah, his crappy boss. We all, shooting we all have on one Dana. Of, we all have one of those. He was definitely shooting on Dana. Dana's out here trying to ruin his pro wrestling career. Yeah, that was a fun time, though, talking to him. The show was a lot of fun, as they always are. Uh, Tommy Dreamer really delivered. Uh, I guess we will see him in March 
and then again in April in New Orleans, hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought the show was a lot of fun, though. And I know, Prep, there's video evidence of how much fun you had. Yeah, I don't know if... Okay, so my goal after Mania is to just go to as many shows like this as possible because I have so much more fun there. But this one, I think I went a little too ham. Like, <laughs> I've, I expelled all my energy that first night where I didn't get my energy back until rumble and i was forcing it like i had no i'm like there's no way i'm going into the royal rumble my first like well my second pay-per-view that i've been to there's no way that i'm not gonna be hype about this like i'm gonna enjoy myself i'm with all my boys like so i definitely expelled a lot of energy friday because yeah, i saw you saturday i was like god you guys look awful <laughs> oh man you, you had to see us in the morning <laughs> The morning was the worst. Well, I did FaceTime you guys. Like, God, you guys look terrible, too. But still, at night, y'all look even worse. I still don't feel well. <laughs> and it's Wednesday night. <laughs> it was it was a long few days. Um, but, yeah, House, House of Hardcore, fun as always. Um, NXT TakeOver, Prep and Halo, you guys were both there. I don't have a ton of notes on it. I did watch the show. But I'm just kind of curious your thoughts on NXT TakeOver Philadelphia. The best match in NXT history. You think so? Yeah, fight me. <laughs> I might. Fight. I might in a few minutes. That will be the new best match. <laughs> it's been a while. You know, I mean like a really long time since like a match had me in my feelings and I was like legit upset it was over and that's how Andrade Cian Almas and Johnny Gargano had me feel. Like, first of all, note you guys never sit in the front in the front five rows, don't do it. Unless it's in the one or first or second row. Yeah, as long as it's first or second row, don't do it. it, it the chair, is, the chair is not worth it. It really isn't. You could pay if you want to the chair. Just give somebody hundred bucks. Well, you can buy chair. them now. Exactly. You could you could buy the chair off of them at the end of the show. It's not that big of a deal because like, I had a hard time seeing. So like I, I don't have a good view view of the show because I couldn't. I had a hard time seeing. Like Prep had a way better seat than me because of the the seat in the row he had. But I had a hard time seeing. So I was like tiptoeing and going to the in the middle of the road mm-hmm. to see because I, I couldn't see. But I thought the show was pretty solid. I, I have to rewatch the first two matches. The women's title match I thought fell a little flat, but I got invested in the end when Shannon Baszler did have her in the chokehold. But that t- NXT Championship match, I'll tell you, man, that match was amazing. It, probably one of the best matches I've ever seen live. And the emotional roller coaster that that match put me through <laughs> was, was, was great. Uh, Joey, did you get to watch NXT TakeOver? I watched the majority of it. I probably watched 80% of it. It was it was a good pay-per-view. I, I really I would have went if I knew you guys were going. <laughs> um, I was kind of kind of envious of that. I wanted to go to that show. But uh, Which I I didn't. I had no desire yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah. You you were kind of kind of wrestled out mm-hmm. in the past. You need you needed you Well, need yeah, when when the when it was announced, I was like I'm definitely I don't even watch it anymore. I'm definitely not going. Well, there's some matches I wanted to see, and like that, they said that last match was really good. It was really fun watch, exciting match, kept you in, compelled, and Philadelphia crowd was really behind Gargano. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my thoughts on the CN Gargano match, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great match, but I definitely am not showering it with love the way everyone else is. Now maybe some of that is because I wasn't there, but the way I look at it is. If Roman Reigns or John Cena had had this match, all you would have heard for the last four days is how, oh, you know, they got they don't protect anybody's finishers. You you need a tank to finish one of these guys. Like, get out of here. It, th- th- that's maybe my biggest gripe with it is if if 
one of those two guys had this match, people would not be saying it was good. They'd be complaining about, oh, neither neither guy wants to take a finish. I love um, how I love how John Cena, how people will react to John Cena Reigns is your standard. It is my standard. About things. I'm very big on like whataboutism, and like <laughs> if you say something that contradicts something else you say, I will never let go of it. So all wrestling fans. Yes. Like to me that, but but that's kind of how I felt. I was like, this thing is never ending. And maybe if I was in there feeling the energy of that crowd, I might have felt different. Um, but I thought it was great. I thought it was a lot of fun. Johnny Gargano is a lot of fun to watch. I love what they've done with uh, Andrade Cien Almas. The whole thing with Zelina Vega. I think that like them packaged together, it looks like a championship caliber act like it looks like it belongs in that spot so i was happy he didn't lose his title because i think that's he should be the champion um but that 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 was my gripe with it it was like there were so many false finishes and i was like all right like everybody's gonna act like this is the greatest thing they've ever seen but if it was these two other guys doing the same thing they would hate it so that's my issue with it another thing that i loved about this match Mm -hmm. I wish that everybody could see the angle that I saw the end of the pay-per-view from. So on TV, I watched it. I rewatched the match already twice on TV. Like all you see is like Johnny and his wife. And then like, out of nowhere, like Chiampa comes into mm-hmm. the frame. But like from the side view, you like saw it. I saw him come out and it was so crazy. I wish I would. <laughs> I wish I would have recorded this. He like came out of the dark out of the back like it looked crazy he was just like this dark yeah, being like a silhouette and i was like oh snap. <laughs> i lost it it was crazy i was i was waiting for it but they are getting to the point where they can't do the like logo thing like uh, angle after the logo thing it's gonna get old right like this is the third time they did it i mean don't get me wrong between the first and the second it was a really long time but i feel like they could have did it another way right and they probably should have um, yeah like if for me, it would have been a better story if Gargano would have lost the title by Chiampa's hand, you know? Yeah. Like, that would have meant more to me, mm-hmm. but all he did was hit him after the match. Yeah, because yeah. one thing about me and what me and Prep saw, we saw one piece of confetti <laughs> fall down from the, from the, from the top of the rack. It almost ruined, like, my experience. Really? Yeah, because I was like, oh, Gargano's going to win, like... There goes the confetti. Like, yeah. why else would they have confetti? Yeah, but I do, I do like what they did with the candles, the Ray being at ringside, because Zelina Vega hit the Hurricane Rhino on her. And I don't know if you guys saw on, on WWE.com, but her um her ring attire was inspired by Lita, early Lita in NSA Rio. So the Hurricane Rhino was kind of perfect fit for that. But I, th- I like the way they teased Candice LeRae and they actually got her in there. The match got a lot of time. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, Candice LeRae's a wrestler. Is she going to jump the barricade to help Johnny win? And she's signed now, so yeah, like, signed they too, would yeah. actually use her. Yeah, so I'm not sure that I'm, I'm not sure that's going to lead to her versus Zelina Vega in the ring, but I'm looking forward to see how that story, go- that story goes. But they did a good job of like storytelling, even though with all that shoulder shenanigans happened, see Andrade still leaves with the title and then the next night at the Rumble I, me and Pratt pop yeah. for that. Um, the, the other thing I'll give them a lot of credit for is I went into that match like knowing uh, is gonna play some role here and by the time it ended I forgot so like I was surprised when it happened so I was like alright I give you guys credit for making me forget this thing that I was like waiting to see happen uh, but for me at be- I'd have to go back and really think about it. For me, it's probably at best the fourth best NXT match I've ever seen. Like, 
if I could think of matches right now, it'd be that the match from the last takeover or takeover Chicago, right? The mm-hmm. UK title match would be on the list. Sammy Shinsuke would be on the list, and then one of the uh, Bailey Sasha matches. Yeah, not I, sure which one, but I do. I did have this one above the UK title match, um, like barely. So for me, in no particular order, Sasha Bailey take over Brooklyn. Uh, Sammy and Neville when Sammy won the title from Neville and Sammy Nakamura those three are definitely above it but it might it might outpace everything else that I've seen yeah because there like even like some of the early women's matches like when when they had the four way with Becky and all of them and then Becky and Sasha was really good too underrated people forget yeah, about it's it. such an underrated. underrated match but I still think that this might be my favorite match it might be that I was there too yeah, yeah, that's, well, that always helps. Yeah, because that's what me, me and Ron would um, take over Brooklyn with Sasha and Bailey. Like I, I, I'll always hold that in the top five NXT matches that I've of all time, and for my opinion, in the NXT, they're getting to the point where they actually like get a lot of archives when, it, when you think of their greatest matches because you just guys, you both just named five, you both had yeah. different ones, and then that was like directly off the top. Yeah, of I could think of a couple. Yeah, like people like 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 the takeover Fatal Four Way for the women's title. I think that's out to pick. Mm-hmm. I take over Rival. That's it's like you you can go so many ways. You got Cesaro. The men's four way when with Tyson Kidd. Yeah, Tyson like, Kidd, Tyler Breeze, Sami Zayn, Neville. That was great. There's probably at least three tag matches in the last two years. Yeah, along there. DIY, DIY, Rival match. Yeah, the Cesaro, Sami. Zane, pick which two out of three, whichever one, one you want to pick. pick one. Yeah. Like they're, they're building quite an archives we can actually yeah. pick from, and it's like it, right, we always say on the show, wrestling subjective, but there's not not really much of a wrong answer. Yeah, another thing I want to since we keep bringing up Sasha and Bailey at Icons, I did get to meet Izzy, the super fan, <laughs> really, which yeah. was the nicest experience. Like <laughs> I turned around, I was looking at. My boy, he has like he he brings all this Mexican stuff from Mexico, allegedly. <laughs> so I'm looking at the table because last time I spent a lot of money there. I turn to my right, and I see Izzy. She's all gimmicked up and all her belly stuff. And I was like, like I was speechless at first. <laughs> and I'm like, but wait, this is a kid. So I look at her parents. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but this little girl's like a celebrity. Like I'm kind of <laughs> starstruck. And then like. She shook my hand and she was like, "Oh, it's okay, it's okay." Like, so nice to meet you, so nice. Like, she literally said, "Like, so nice to meet you," like three times. And then her parents was like, "Oh, thank you so much." Like, and I gave them a business card. She's like, "Yeah, if you guys ever want to, you know, interview her, she loves to talk about wrestling." Like, and I'm like, "Yeah, obviously." <laughs> well, we need a, we need a seven year old. How old is Izzy? What? I don't know. She's well, we, we need a young probably like ten or eleven. Yeah, well, we need a, a young child to translate to our ten and eleven year old yeah. listeners. But the parents, the parents were really nice, and she was. Really really nice. We need if, that perspective from it. Exactly. If they're yeah. listening, you know, I hope to talk to you guys soon again because it was really nice meeting you guys. Yeah. Put, put her in front of a 96 pay-per-view, see what she has to say. Yeah, <laughs> as I drove up. So the first two things I saw when I drove up to the arena that day, I was like looping around to find parking. I saw Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd walking the line like towards the back, and then I saw Izzy in line with her parents. Like, those are the first two images I had that morning. Um, but yeah, they seem like really nice people. So if she does come on the show, do we have to make her cry? Like, is that no? But that might be that might be one of my favorite takeover moments. That as was well. awesome. not just a match, just that moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was great, perfect. Um, I showed Jen, I showed Jen that moment, and like she got upset about it. Yeah, uh, yeah I, it, I can see her now. <laughs> she probably got so mad. Well, because it, and even me, someone who like, especially at that time, like 
there was nobody who was a bigger Sasha Banks fan than me. And that moment when she, like, takes the headband and throws it, like, even me for a second is like, that poor kid. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just appreciating, like, this is a character who, like, though she's supposed to be a heel, like, people love her. And she finds ways to make you hate her, even though you love her. Yeah, and and then um, in interviews after that match, Sasha was saying, like, what should I do? Should I give her these flowers? Like, yeah. I'm going to cry. She's <laughs> yeah. she so worried about Izzy. Yeah, that, it is a great, great moment from, like, another historic moment in NXT history. And I was um, like, damn, this little girl's working me. <laughs> like, she had to have known, right? She had to. Um, but I don't think she did. Or I don't I think, think she did. I think she might have known something was going to happen. They probably clued her parents in. Yeah. Um... So NXT TakeOver Philadelphia delivered their first time on the big stage in Philadelphia. Don't ever count out NXT TakeOvers. No. Even if even if you don't watch the weekly show, you will enjoy the specials. Like, they're always good. And if I had to pick one superstar that was the most over, Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. Sheesh. Seem, it seems that way to me, too. Oh, my God. That guy is over. Between him and the Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream oh, is Velveteen my Dream. Can we, can we just talk about how good that first sequence was? Like, first of all, I didn't hear nothing about the 30-second knockout. So, obviously, I'm going with the crowd. When they start counting, I'm counting, yeah. too. And then I hear later on that, like, he said in the pre-show, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me. Like he said it in the pre-show, yeah. And people like remembered to count at the Kinda beginning changed. of the match. Yeah, what a touch! That guy is going places. The the fact that he's was talking about the knockout. He came out in full boxing gear, like the the boxing trunks, everything. The keeping with the uh, like the imagery on the trunks. He, that dude's awesome. I, like I said, I still don't. Get, I tried really hard to get uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, and I don't. But do I ever get the Velveteen Dream? Another thing, I know everybody wants to complain about Chris Hero's ring attire, but he did wear the Rocky, mm-hmm, the Rocky robe, too, black and which yellow. I do, <laughs> I do appreciate. I'm sorry, Chris Hero, you're never going to be a baby face when you're in the ring with the Velveteen mm-hmm. Dream. But I did pop for that. No, I thought it was awesome. I think he's great. Cannot wait to see what they do next with him. I'm glad that he got that win. But, yeah, that opening sequence is great. When he dropped him with the punch, it, it was awesome. Yeah, and Say My Name might be my favorite chant in wrestling right now. It's all, That's the other thing he said in the uh, in the pre-show to Renee and Corey Graves. Like, I think he kind of said, like, if you guys don't believe I'm going to win this match, you're just with everybody else. But when it's over, you're going to say my name. Like, the whole <laughs> demeanor, everything about him, like, that character is like pitch perfect at all times um so royal rumble in philadelphia the wells fargo center uh should i go into ronnie versus the world or should we get into the show first let's dive into ronnie no i think we should build up to yeah because i, I kind of fine like so i think we should all go first and let ron just go off <laughs> all right so we'll just start with the men's royal rumble match um i thought it was excellent I thought it was, like, one of the better ones we've seen. Um, There were, like, a few surprises. Some NXT guys got to come out. There was, like, some storyline involved. Obviously, Nakamura getting the win, which I think he was by far the odds-on betting favorite. But the fact that he got to eliminate Cena and Roman both, I think, is, like, a big deal. Um, 
I thoroughly enjoyed this Rumble match. Joey, you watched from home. Yeah, I had the, the home perspective. Did you – because I always wonder this. Is my enjoyment of something clouded by the fact that I was there? No. What I mean, did you think of the, I, I think the men's it, I think it amps it up a little bit because you have the, the vibe of the, the arena. You have the feel of it. But, I mean, overall, it was, it was a great Royal Rumble. I enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't think there was as many surprises um, like they have in previous years. But, like, the NNC call-ups that they had were great. Um, like you said, it – Andre Cien almost just had a great match the night before. You got to see um, what's his name? Like you said, he's over with the crowd. Adam Cole. Adam Cole coming up. That's that's exciting stuff. Um, and again, we kind of had the feeling since UK was going to win, and he did. So, I mean, it, it was overall great, great rumble, yeah. start to finish. I thoroughly. I didn't it. win the pot, but <laughs> neither did I. Halo, yeah. um, your thoughts on the rumble match itself? I thought it was fun. It it was. Also, an emotional roller coaster because we came into that Rumble match saying there's been no bill, we, we expect nothing, and like, who's gonna win? Like, we kept hearing Nakamura was the early on favorite thing, you would have known because you didn't see him for weeks, and he's like, okay, we all pick Roman. But I thought it was great, I really did. Like, we got the surprises we wanted, unlike last year, we got the Hurricane, which I really popped huge hurricane for. Was fun. Great moment, yeah, like him doing the choke, trying to do the choke slam on scene. I thought that was great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Heath Slater not being up again in the ring, but eliminating uh, Sheamus. Like, like it was, it was really fun. Like, it got, it got you invested because we had no investment in this match. Like, people told us that our Royal Rumble promos were better than what they were doing on Raw and SmackDown for a month and a half. So, we got exactly, we got what we wanted because a lot of times we can, like, we. We'll be low on WWE like when it comes to build, but they usually deliver in those situations. And you know, I kind of, kind of think we should give them more credit for that and acknowledge that at, at more times. But I really did enjoy this Royal Rumble match, and I think they got it right. For the most part, and with Nakamura winning, it's kind of the situation where okay, okay, he wasn't on TV for a long time, did nothing for a long time. Maybe maybe that was for the best, and now you can actually move forward and build him up to WrestleMania time. And SmackDown's been lackluster for a long time now, but I do think we'll get one thing back that made SmackDown great, and that's heal AJ Styles. Right, you get um, some direction, which for 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 Nakamura, which helps. He's been directionless since he's been up. Right. Um, the Slater bit was great. The fact that he got clotheslined by Corbin on his way down to the ring. And it took him like four or five guys coming down before he ever made it in. And like Alo said, he immediately throws Sheamus out. It was a huge pop from the crowd. Um, what were your thoughts on the Rumble match? <laughs> so Joey brought up the Rumble pool. My <laughs> Heath Slater might have been my favorite thing because he came in number five, and that was one of my numbers. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously I'm going to root for my numbers. Right. And I was like, man, he's not even going to get in the match. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know. Joe Laugh wanted it to be Zack Ryder, but thank God it wasn't. He yeah, wasn't even booked on the show. That yeah, bum. I, I wanted it to be Zack Ryder, too. I was <laughs> popped for that. My, my best guy on, on, on the number list was Finn Balor. I had Finn Balor running through the whole thing. I was like, there's an outside chance he could win. But. <laughs> yeah, Alo, Alo lost out on a lot of money. He could have uh, sold that Finn Balor number for $130. Wow. And you didn't? He was intoxicated at the time. <laughs> so you didn't take advantage I would have took his money. What a stand-up yeah. man you are. Yeah, yeah, I would have taken it. I had Cena. I thought very fitting that I got Cena. Oh, I had Jinder Mahal. Because <laughs> I had two the and twenty-four. The great Maharaja. And Balor was two and 24 having to be Randy, but I thought it was going to be Roman. Yeah. But Roman came in four numbers after, I think. I was hoping I would get Roman. Um, <laughs> but I got Cena, which was basically just as good. Lasted until, you know, close to the very end. So I was in it till the end. 
Um, yeah, I think NXT call-ups was my favorite part because for me, like we talked about, the build-up was nothing. So I was just in it for the fun of the match. Right. And the match was great. And then the NXT call-ups just made it that much better for me. Yeah, no one expected Adam Cole to come into the Rumble match. That was completely complete shock because there was a report going around today that he was supposed to answer Bobby Roode's open challenge, but they didn't right. want to waste him. Yeah, yeah, they don't want him to come in up in a 10 minute match. match. Yeah. Yeah, the stars, Adam Cole and Ember Moon. Ember Moon, yo, she blew me away in the Rumble match. Yeah. Selling the arm, doing everything with one hand still. Mm-hmm. And then Kyrie Sane was good too. She got two elbows on two top contenders mm-hmm. in Sasha Banks. And, and the elbow looked great in person. Yeah, it the did. elbow looks great in person. It did. Um, Rusev, could he be any more over? <laughs> no. The number one entrance, entrance, so he gets the intro from Aiden English, which I thought was a great touch. And then Lana comes out in a Rusev Day chance. Yes. Awesome. I, Elias, huge pop for him. Oh, yeah. Uh, very disappointed crowd when he eventually got thrown out. I want him to play a song. The whole time, person. I just want to play a whole song the whole time. He should have. Uh, Balor lasted almost an hour. I think fifty-seven minutes and thirty-eight seconds. Uh, the Kofi spot I thought was a lot of fun this year, with him landing on Woods and then stepping on the pancakes and getting thrown back in the ring. <laughs> yeah, I thought this match was fun. Taylor's point about like when, when they leave us with low expectations heading heading into a pay per view, it's a lot easier to enjoy it because you're not expecting the world it's like oh this is gonna suck and then it ends up being a lot better than you thought it would be so i thought the men's match was great i thoroughly enjoyed it um you want to talk about a little bit of raw stuff that kind of came out of the the rumble contenders we had the miz defeat roman reigns for the intercontinental championship again for a second thank god and another good match yeah it was a really good match we forgot to talk about it last week because i forgot Mm -hmm. to put it in my notes but uh, that's really fitting that eck was here yeah it it was a really good match i enjoyed that uh watching it live too was was a lot of fun yeah back-to-back weeks with a great match for these two um the miz i just think is a great intercontinental champion i think it's very difficult to say anything other than that um who's next I don't know. Like, I don't know who else it could be. They got a lot of quality People say Finn. I, I'm looking for Samoa Joe to come back, for real, <laughs> for real. But God knows when that is going to be. I've seen rumors of, like, Strowman and Miz at WrestleMania. Nah. Mm, that does nothing for me. Same yeah, here. no. I you feel like they you need a better opponent. Better. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, I thought this match was great. Joey and I were there. I had a lot of fun watching this match. Um, I know you were hyped when Roman came out. Did I you was, have it in you to still chant? Uh, I wasn't chanting, but I was definitely rooting hard for Roman, even though I felt like The Miz would and should win. Oh, that's another thing, Joey. So, you know me, I got a jacked-up stomach. I got to go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) And you go, you go. Listen, I missed Miz. I missed Rey Mysterio. I missed Roman. <laughs> I missed everybody. <laughs> that people, right there was 10% of the... Ray Mysterio one hurts, hurt, hurts bad for you. Yeah, that, <laughs> that really hurt me. No, I think Roman hurt me more because I wanted to be the one person in the crowd besides Ron that was <laughs> jumping up and down like a girl. Yeah. I was too. Yeah, I was going nuts when Roman came I out. love the way we reacted when Cena came out. <laughs> Throwing up the threes. That was so good. That is like my favorite thing in the world. I did I did Walk have a Cena, Cena shirt. Yeah. I have so much Cena merch now. <laughs> I'm so ready for WrestleMania. I might wear a scene a different Cena shirt every, every day. 
Oh, God. That was so great. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoy it. See, Cena, as much as I love popping for Roman, like to be annoying, <laughs> it's just so much more fun to, to do it for Cena because there's like so much more there. Like you said, throwing up the threes, the salute. You can't see uh, me. Being able to, yeah, the, you can't see me being able to like sing along with the song. There's like so much more you can do with Cena. You never catch me in another man's sweater. No. Yeah, so, so like with Roman, I just kept cocking my fist a million times. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the, the people in the suite next to us were booing hard, and I just kept looking at them like. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed popping for both of those guys. But, yeah, Cena especially. Um, Cena had a rough Monday night. He did. Uh, we, will, we will get to that. On SmackDown, Rusev is now the number one contender for the United States Championship. Is there any chance he wins it? If Dolph Ziggler costs Bobby Roode. That's the only way I can do it, but do we really want to see Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler again? No. I don't, but I would love to see Rusev with the U.S. title again. Yeah, I need to see Rusev with something because that guy is great. I was really hoping that they'd get like some tag team push, but we see chance. where that's going. Mm-hmm. I think there's a chance Rusev gets it, but I, I just can't see him taking it off Bobby Roode right now. He just got it. It would be a real short reign for someone who I think they have high hopes for. It would be a short reign, but I just think Rusev, like, it's rare that you get something that gets that popular. Yeah, because um, I've been catching up on Total Divas this past weekend. <laughs> Rusev, excellent. You've been uh, chatting with the baby face, uh, Ronald Lloyd, about I, it? No, I haven't. Because Rus- he is the number one Total Rusev Divas fan that I know. Rusev is excellent. I don't, um, there was a scene where they were at a, a drag bar. And you know how Lon likes to kiss, mm-hmm. kiss women or whatever. So Rusev grabs a lesbian and says, hey, I got a lesbian for you. To Grab Lana. what? You know how Lana likes to kiss women. No, every I'm, now and I'm trying to so get Rusev, you to, to say the oh, one word oh. a certain way. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so he grabbed the lesbian. Like, hey, I got the lesbian for you. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this guy is so great. But um, I don't think I don't think Rusev's going to hold it, the U.S. title because a, a loser that for this week is Dolph Ziggler because they had him come out number thirty in Rumble as a quote-unquote surprise entrant. But huge pop. Mm-hmm. A huge pop. We were all expecting it, but they didn't make anything of it on SmackDown, and that was a problem. Even if you got them for a second, it would have made a minute. It would have meant something, but you didn't get anything at all. So all these plans for a big a big push for Dolph Ziggler, it's like, okay, what now? Like, you haven't, he got thrown out like it was nothing in the Rumble match, and then, what, he's going to go directly back to Bobby Roode? Like, that's, the, that's their big plan for Dolph Ziggler? Yeah. That's a, that, there's two balls they dropped there, because, again, with the Dolph Ziggler thing, and then he didn't debut on either of the shows mm-hmm. this week. That's a ball dropped, and then they had the round round. Rousey debut that they didn't even show on TV. <laughs> we'll get to that. I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, well, we're getting into the women's Rumble match. Yes! Now. Okay, um, let's talk about the actual Rumble match. So, I this... I want Ronnie versus the world still go to last. Still okay, go to that's last. fine. I could, I could save it. I don't need it right now. <laughs> okay. Um, this far surpassed my expectations. And as someone who is an avid supporter of women's wrestling, I was worried about this. One, the crowd turning on it. I was worried about... It just kind of falling flat, and I thought that they did an incredible job with this match. I thought the women in the match, for the most part, did phenomenally well. I respect WWE like having the guts to say, we're putting this on last, um, and they stuck with it. Even though that made it, there was a chance that it was going to get a really poor reception. That's what I was worried about. Um, I was really happy to see Sasha go from number one to the final four. 
She was in there for 54 minutes. Her elimination mattered. Like, the fact that she got eliminated going for the double knees on Asuka. And it got, like, a huge reaction from the crowd. Yeah, she took that vicious bump, too. Yeah. As usual. The pops for Lita and Trish. The Trish and Mickey James face-off. Like, I thought they did an awesome job of showcasing women from the past, too. Like, I think the current, like, the four horse women have gotten a lot of credit. But I think there are a lot of women that put in a lot of work before them that have not gotten some of the recognition. I think it was cool to see them get a lot of recognition for it. Was there anyone that popped up in the match that, like, you popped that you didn't think you would? Like, for me, it was Molly Holly. I was like, I didn't Molly. think I would be so excited to see Molly Holly. Why am I excited for Molly? So I was excited for Molly Holly. For me, the person, and this might be a weird one, the person I popped for more than I expected to was Lita. I think maybe because I didn't think about it really because we've seen her so much on WWE programming the last few years that it didn't seem like a big surprise to me. But I got so excited when her name popped up on the screen and her reaction when she came out, like she put her hands on her head like and looked around like, I can't even believe I'm here. I thought that was awesome. And definitely for Beth Phoenix facing off with Nia Jax, I thought it was like a really cool moment. Yeah, um, it's like Hogan and Andre, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Alo. Yeah, I enjoyed this match. It really exceeded our expectations. You know, it wasn't the perf the best Rumble match, but it was executed very well. Like I just said, I was watching Total Divas, and um, I felt great for Bray because when Nikki got ganged up, I was like, okay, the next person coming out is Bray because that's going to be yeah. Nikki's hell. But I did think like I was hard on Raw last week for the 20th anniversary because they did nothing with these women and they could have did so much stuff, but they actually saved these women for the Rumble match because all, all of them that, that that can actually wrestle like except for Maria and Maurice because they're pregnant and, and Terry Reynolds yeah. they were all in the Rumble match even Tori Wilson like even they, I think they all they all even got a good response because I was like when Tori Wilson came out I was like you guys are popping for Tori Wilson, Tori Wilson wrestling yeah. But everybody did get a welcome a welcome reception which I did it which I did enjoy and to all the IWC people that complained that why is this main eventing? I got a fun fact for you. In, in WWE history, there have been 348 pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. The women have main evented two. Mm-hmm. Two. So, you're complaining about what? To complain. That makes no sense. Like, it doesn't. Like, you guys complain about all this stuff. We want different. We want change. They give you something different, and you still complain. But I'm glad mo- most of the Philadelphia crowd, they took to it for, as, for being the main event. And I'm glad that it did. I'm glad what it wa- for what it was. It was, a su- it was a success. There's something that happened that I'm sure we'll get to after we give all our thoughts. But I really did enjoy the first of the wins. It gave you all the all the things that you wanted to see on Raw 25. You got the Mickey James and Trish confrontation for the first time. The crowd popped for. You got Sasha with Trish, which I, which you really wanted to see. Uh, you said Beth Phoenix with Nia Jax. Even, Sasha tossing Bailey, yeah, which was a good moment. Yeah, that was a great moment. And you also got... Um, Heal Sasha coming soon. <laughs> we'll talk about that. And then we got um, uh, something that might have fell under the radar with Natty and Beth, because they were a thing back in the day. So I thought they exceeded my expectations. And said, Lita, she could still... She could do the moves. We'll put it that way. Yeah. She could tell she was a little bit winded at mm-hmm. times, and well, yeah, she was beat. Yeah, it was Michelle McCool looked good. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if you see her come back soon. But I was, she in the history books now. <laughs> Most yeah, eliminations. Yeah, she was yeah. on fire yeah. that match. Yeah, and um, I, I enjoyed it as a whole, and I can't wait. I hope they continue to do it, and I hope that the IWC accepts it for what it is and stops complaining for the future. 
So, I feel like they have to do it from now on because yeah, yeah. It, it's, it was great. It was it it definitely was has really to be a good. staple. Um, yeah, I didn't get my iconic duo. <clears throat> no, and you I, didn't. And I did because everybody was anticipating Ronda at thirty, but I think they did a good job of saving Trish so the crowd wouldn't be disappointed because right. after what we know now, the crowd reacted well to mm-hmm. Ronda. Um, yeah, I thought the crowd. So I that's the one thing I went back and rewatched. I just kind of fast forwarded through to see all thirty people, all thirty women get entered, and I just kind of wanted to see the crowd reaction to it. And I watched the ending, and I watched some of like the the bigger um, eliminations, and the crowd was really into it. Like I give the crowd a lot of respect for that because I was really worried that it was going to get booed for like an hour. And the crowd was engaged. The crowd was excited to see a lot of the women from the past. They were reacting to a lot of the stuff that was happening in the match. They reacted positively to the finish of the match. So I take my hat off to the crowd at the Wells Fargo Center. I thought they they really respected this match, and I feel like handled handled themselves well. Laugh got me to do a moonwalk when Carmella came out, and I think he was the only one who saw it. He was. Um, <laughs> but... Prep, I know you wanted to talk about the Rumble match before we got into what happened after. And before anyone else says anything about Ronda Rousey coming out at the end, I will give you the floor. Because I know you've been waiting to talk about it since about 11.09 on Sunday night. Talk to him, kid! (laughs) So, audience, I know WWE books for the casuals. I know that in the casuals' eyes... Ronda Rousey is a name, but it's only a matter of time before people start watching her highlights and her lowlights and noticing that Ronda Rousey isn't who she was five years ago. Ronda Rousey is great. There is no bigger fan than Ronda Rousey of Ronda Rousey than me. I remember Ronda Rousey in Strike Force. I'm a huge Ronda Rousey fan, but Ronda Rousey, do me a favor. Stay out of my wrestling. (laughs) I do not need to see you there. First of all, you come at the end. You totally overshadow Asuka's win. Not only on the Rumble, but on Raw the next day. Nobody gave a crap about Asuka's win, especially after they found out that Ronda wasn't even on the show on Raw. So... There, you're already messing it up. They're going to start to turn on her. Number two, Ronda. That is not the Ronda I want to see. I want to see the Ronda who, after the weigh-ins, is squaring up with a snarl on her face. Mm -hmm. Why are you smiling? You're not going to be a baby face. Number, (laughs) what am I at? I don't know, but keep going. (laughs) (laughs) And then... The rumor is that it's going to be her and The Rock versus Triple H and Stephanie. Are you kidding me? Out of all the things you can do, out of all the women you have on the roster, you're going to put her against Stephanie. This is ridiculous. This is literally the worst thing they could have did. I would have much rather her had been in the match and get thrown out by somebody to set up a feud. That makes more sense to me. But Ronda coming out at the end in Roddy Piper's jacket, oh, cool, Like and smiling and pointing to the WrestleMania sign more times than I can count, mm-hmm. 
That is ridiculous. And I didn't see it live because I walked away. Like I said I would at the beginning of the pay-per-view. I said, if Ronda comes out, I swear I'm leaving. And what happened when Ronda comes out? Ron, tell him. You walked out. I walked out. You you were blocked, but you walked out. <laughs> you I walked did out. walk out. And I, I do admire that you staying true to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like so, I said, I love Ronda, but you heard my rant. Yeah. Alo, I know you wanted to say something, but real quick. The thing with her and The Rock against Triple H and Stephanie, that would have been fine if it happened three years ago, right after they had the WrestleMania thing. And if they signed her just to show up to that show, not to be a full-time contracted WWE employee. Now that she's like part of the company, I feel like, yeah, that is a complete waste. That's another thing. She's out there telling people she's a full-time employee. You weren't even on Raw the next day. (laughs) Don't tell me you're a full-time worker. You're not. Right. Yeah, she has a contract for multiple years, but she's not doing shows. She's not on the road making town. Well, is she is she back? Because I said this to you guys during the week. Maybe she's, she's still filming. She's still movie. filming that yeah, movie. She's she, back to Columbia. Yeah, she's doing that. I I, I still said that was a that was a, po- a possibility that she just flies flies in for the Rumble, then goes back to film a movie. I yeah. think she said mid February. That's when it's done, and that's the time that she kind of needs to be back to build to whatever she's doing. Joey, did you give your thoughts on Ronda? R- Ronda on the Women's Rumble? No, I didn't. Go ahead. Oh, I thought the world the women's rumble was excellent. I mean, there was a good mix of uh, young, old. There were some great moments, like you said. Uh, it was electric. I got a lot out of this um, more than I expected. I mean, it was great, and like I said, it's gonna be hard for them to kind of. I think they're gonna do it year after year, but are they gonna be able to meet that level that they had this year? Uh, <laughs> That's being a good the point. Main event? Are they gonna be able to? Because <laughs> they, they they did a lot of good things. You see some Lita Matt in there. You see some old old heads you you haven't seen wrestle in a while. Out there showing their stuff. You saw some, like you said, young talent out there, which was awesome. Did something, you appreciate Vicky? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. That was great. <laughs> that was great. But something I am excited for, and you saying that are they going to be able to live up to it, when the women's roster continues to get strong and they're not relying so much on surprises for the Rumble to be really good, that's what I'm looking forward yeah. to. It's not going to happen next year. It's not going to happen the year after that. It's going to be a couple years down the line, but I do think that it is going to get up there. And I assumed Oscar was going to win, which she did, which is, I mean, there's no way she wasn't. She's not going to lose her first match. Um, I don't know if that would go down as a first match loss if she did win the Rumble, but I assumed she would win. She, she ended up winning it and kind of excited to see where it goes from there. Agreed. I think that they, like I said, they did a great job. I think um, the crowd was supportive uh, when she came out Monday night. And, I mean, she didn't speak perfect English, but what she did say, I, th- oh, I think that the crowd, was so good. I yeah, love the Japanese. I think the crowd was behind it. They, they I were. love that so much, I, and I hope they do it more because just think, like we're a U.S. product, yes, but everybody else has to hear us. Everybody who doesn't speak English has to hear us. You know, and not understand what we're saying. Why can't we go through that every couple weeks? Right. There's no reason for it for it not to happen. Yeah, like that doesn't bother me, and I, I thought it came off great. It did. Yeah, the crowd popped for it. it. It's her being herself, not because yeah, when you can't speak English, I assume there's like a divide there between you being yourself and who you really are. And I think her being able to let it loose in Japanese, like she comes across as who she is. As opposed to, like, she's trying hard to be what they want her to be. Now, who do you think she's going to end up facing? I, I still think Alexa Bliss. But no, for them so. saying that, 
for them making a point of that, I think she's going to face Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah, because my thing was they didn't specify where she's going to be, but whatever champion Oscar faces, which I think Oscar's going to face the Royal Champion, Oscar's promo wasn't really that clear. Maybe she just forgot to say Raw Women's Champion because then that's when Sephi announced that they're going to have the Elimination Chamber match. But I'm not sure if they will if they want to put Rousey on the flagship because they were like advertising her. Okay, Ronda Rousey on Raw. Like I even had coworkers who don't even watch wrestling ask me, "Did Ronda Rousey wrestle Monday?" Because they heard about yeah. it in the in the news or whatever. And I was like, "No, she she's selling a movie. She probably come back in February." I was there. Say, like, "Oh, what'd you think about it?" It's like, "Yeah, I'm not a UFC guy, so I, I'm different. I just I just kind of like watch it and let it and let it be what it is." And about her coming, like a lot of people complained about her. Why is she using Roddy Piper's gimmick? It's like, relax. <laughs> she asked permission. She asked permission. Relax. All the, the Ric Flair wouldn't even be the Nature Boy. There's been two Nature Boys, guys, right. if you don't remember, <laughs> boys and girls. But, like, for me, all the women, they have not had nice things to really say. Even legends have come out and, like, sided with the women in that match because it's like, all you saw in Raw was Ronda Rousey. That's it. Yeah. And, and it, it kind of, like, it kind of like like make makes their performance look like it was just there for Ronda Rousey because when this main evented, that I was like okay something's gonna happen like we we kept thinking Ronda's gonna be in the Rumble match but I was like okay but it did a good job of covering her covering up as Trish as number thirty but I was like okay something has to happen here and, R- and Ronda comes out at the end to end the show and that kind of the only reason I think that that main evented is because. They wanted to end the show on that high note, that cliffhanger to get you to watch Raw the next night. Yeah. If Ronda Rousey wasn't there, I believe this this match would have opened the show. Right. That's that's what I that's what I believe. Now it, it, it's it's all for it's basically an all for ratings thing, but it's like Prep said, like this was like three years ago at the thirty one. This would have been big, but now it's just like, huh, hey, she's a name. You'll see her on TV weekly, but the fans will turn on her sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, it depends how they package. Package it. She's not going to be a standalone superstar. Like she's not going to be an Oscar. She's not going to be Alexa Bliss. What my fear is like, what if she like fa- ends up facing Oscar? But I, I think the whole, I think the money thing, what they're trying to build is against Charlotte for that Flair versus Rousey thing. But it's like, how are they going to book her? Because ESPN reported that she's been training at, um, after hours at the Performance Center with Becky, Natty, and Charlotte. So I was like, okay, she's actually been, actually been putting in the work to actually get in ring shape to actually face these women. She has a judo background, so there's no telling how good she's actually going to be in a ring, in a, from an in-ring perspective in WWE. But it's like, you can kind of just, you can't, you can only just like kind of wait and see what this is going to be. And is that song a real song? Yeah. So, yeah, so, all right, so. The they, Freaks they, and Geeks theme yeah, song. I yeah, I thought so. Though. So they, they pay for that. So they're behind all this because they, they have to pay for that. Whoa. She did use that in UFC. Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was something like, oh, it's Ronda Rousey. Like, yeah, she owns, it's fine. You can use yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, she pays some licensings for yeah. that. Yeah, so, so, so the only – what, you mean from, like, the com- um, the group or just – From the group, yeah. Okay, cause, cause I'm sure because the only last time WWE had paid for a theme was um, In Living Colors, Cult of Personality, mm-hmm. to my knowledge. And that's, like, when they're making a big deal about you because they're not going to spend money on a theme if they're not going to make a big deal about you. Right. And that's – as soon as it hit, I was like – God, because to me, I'm a UFC fan, so I know that music. I know she's coming out to that song. But for everybody, like, in my head, I was like, well, they have to use it because if it was any other theme, nobody else is going to know. Right. So I 
I did like that touch. I don't mind the the Roddy Piper stuff. It's just the way they booked it. It really bugged me. It really threw me off, and I had to leave. Yeah. Joey, are you excited about Ronda? Uh, again, I'm going to wait and see how they package her. I'm not like, oh, yeah, Ronda Rousey, I got to see this. I'm more intrigued about what they're doing with these other things. So the first ever Women's Royal Rumble, the first ever Women's Elimination Chamber. Which, again, I think they missed the opportunity Monday. Why didn't they have some elimination matches, uh, qualifying matches for the women like they did the men? And we had some great matches from that. Why didn't they have that on Raw? Um, I'm more excited about those things than I am about Ronda. But, again, we'll see how they package. Yeah. Yeah, um, the last thing I'm going to say about it is we could have had a female Brock. Instead, we're going to have a female Nathan Jones. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> wow. All right. Then. Hint, hint, hint. Nathan yeah. Jones. Nathan Jones. <laughs> My feelings on it are like, I get why they did it, and I get why people don't like it. Um, but people, but I, I feel like people like people it. like it. But like, I get why like you don't like it. I get why there are a lot of fans and fan like fans of the product who are not happy about it. I get why some of the talent isn't happy about it. Like, I understand that. Um, my thing is, like, their short-term goal was achieved. The only thing they care about right now is trending on Twitter, getting articles written about them in, like, national publications and, like, new actual newspapers, and they got to throw all that stuff on Raw on Monday night. Like, this was written in the New York Times. This was written in Sports Illustrated. But who was viewed more on YouTube? <laughs> Your boy, Elroy. Like, no. yeah, Ray like, Mysterio's video was viewed five million more times than the Ronda Rousey right. video. So like I get like their short term goal was achieved. Like this happened. This is what they wanted. They got it. Um but th- if they think that this is gonna make WWE any more respected mainstream, it won't. Because the way that it's gonna get portrayed is not like, wow, WWE got Ronda Rousey. It's gonna be like, oh Ronda Rousey, you know, fell apart in UFC and like now she fell back on this. So this is not going to make them more respected. They're going to act like this was like she settled for. So like I'm happy for her. Like she's she seemed really happy about this whole thing. She's had a pretty rough last two years. Uh, so I'm happy to say the least. Yeah. So I'm happy that like she got put in a good position. I'm happy that she's kind of landed on her feet and that she's happy about where things are. But like I agree with you guys that this is going to probably cause fans to turn on her sooner rather than later. But like time will tell, basically. Yeah, I'm interested to see the reception of her is going to be when she actually does get backstage other than the ones that she's been training with like the Sasha's the belt um some of the, the both the Bellas Nia Jax they were some of the ones that were like not happy about it I know Sasha on the interview said um I don't have nothing nice to say so I'm not gonna say anything at all because like this me like there's not not many of the women backstage are like wrestling marks but Sasha is one of them so I know like it mean it meant to like it kind of like hurt her more than anybody else but they did give Sasha the title of oh she's been in the Royal Rumble for 54 and 54 minutes and 57 seconds and they try to put that over but like dude like you can only save us so much what you're showing people is the most important thing yeah and I'm just very interested to see like what the reception is going to be for Ronda when she does actually get backstage I keep seeing a lot of things about like kind of the older school wrestling people saying like oh well they should be happy she's there because they're going to make money it's like this isn't the 70s and 80s where they're making money based on like I, I really don't think Sasha Banks is making more money if she's working with Ronda Rousey I think she's making her salary she's making money on merch sold I don't think she's like making money on like the gate at a house show because she's she's doing business with Ronda Rousey I just don't think that's the way it works anymore um, but yeah time will tell it 
it got them a lot of attention for a couple days. It probably will last for a few more weeks. We, we knew it was coming. It was it was inevitable. It's been building that way. Um, you saw it in the May Young Classic. That's the way they were going to go. It's it is what it is. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah, uh, coach is back. I didn't get to see Raw. How was he? Awful. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna throw too many aspersions at coach because this is his first week back. But at least you could talk about Vince McMahon all the time now. Yeah. That's what he did on ESPN. <laughs> Anytime he was on, sometimes he would um, sub in and on first take, and there was not a time he would remind him that I used to work for Vince McMahon. <laughs> it was never a time he would let you forget that. Yeah. Well, so, in his defense, it was hard for him to work properly when Braun Strowman flipped the stage. <laughs> yes. So. He was still in shock. Yeah. He's been gone a while. As he should have been. Uh, we had Asuka versus Sasha on Raw, which one, I was happy that Sasha came out and made that challenge. Love Corey Graves. <laughs> oh, you weren't. You didn't watch. I didn't watch it. it, but when I was rewatching the Rumble, I like how much he is portraying that he hates Sasha. Like he's just ripping her at like every opportunity. I think at one point during the Rumble, he said something like, "Oh, you have a back. Sasha Banks has a knife." <laughs> <laughs> well, well, on Raw when she came out, she's like, "Look at this habitual spotlight stealing." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thoroughly am enjoying that. Um, I, I love the match. Yeah, excellent match, superb match. I didn't know. Did you get to rewatch the uh, her dive outside? Oh yeah, the I did. Oh, that was yeah, rough. It was just, Lord, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. It from looked the angle really bad. It. Yeah. it still looks bad when I watch it. I saw um, it and I text Ron immediately. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Lord, it was bad. And you guys know I've been saying for like at least a year, or maybe probably more than that. Like I don't want her to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Oscar killed her with the knee after too. Yeah. But I love that match. I thought it was, like, really hard-hitting. The crowd was kind of slow to get behind it, but I thought it really had people invested by the end. It built. And even though Sasha lost, I feel like that's about the best that they made her look on Raw in a long time. Yeah, they really did because she actually stepped up to the challenge, and that's the kind of match she needed to have. Like she even had Asuka on the ropes a lot. And I do like, even going back to the Raw match, the, the, heel ta- the heel mentality. Like, she's like you kind of got, like, glimpses of the old boss. Like, she took out Trish Stratus because Tr- I think Trish mocked her. Yeah. And then that's when Sasha threw her out then did her own, did mm-hmm. own shtick. And then, like, even stepping up to Asuka because uh, even though Asuka won the Royal Rumble, uh, a dream match that we've been waiting for is Asuka versus Sasha, Sasha Banks. And Sasha took, took Asuka to the limit. Yeah, and I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, outside of some NXT matches, this is probably the most Asuka's been tested in, in the main roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a, another bold statement I'm gonna make today. That I like that match better than any Sasha Charlotte match I've seen. Interesting. And this was a t- this is a TV match, like. Yeah, I thought this match was re- really good. Really good. Like I, I've actually marked this down on the women's match of the year board already, even though it's late, about to be Feb- it'll be February tomorrow. But I really did enjoy that match because that that was one of Oscar's top three matches she's had in WWE and NXT together. Yeah, it's definitely the best one she's had on the main roster. Yeah. Like, not even close. But, yeah, I, and I was wondering if – and I was going to ask you guys tonight, did it translate as well on TV as oh, it yeah. did? Oh, yeah, it was yeah, great. Yeah, Raw was great. for This week, Raw was great from Raw a ring perspective. Mm-hmm. But Eck texted me this morning and said, just finishing up Raw – was Sasha Asuka as good live as it was on TV? So I was like, oh, you kind of answered my question. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was happy they did it. I thought that she really shined. I think letting Asuka have a great match like that is only going to help her. And yeah, this is the happiest I think I felt about the women's division since they announced the Women's Royal Rumble. Like, I loved that match on Monday. 
and I, I think that they can really move forward in a positive direction. Yeah, so what do you guys think about the Elimination Chamber? I th- I'm curious if it's going to main event that show. I'm also happy that they didn't bring out the gang and announce it for everybody and act cry. like they were so happy. And w- one more thing about the Women's Royal Rumble. I'm glad that Stephanie did not give a speech, but I'm very angry Maria Menounos was the ring announcer. Why? Why, why stop? Well, at least I, she wasn't in the match like I predicted. <laughs> I think that they only made her the ring announcer because she has a history with them, and I think she's, like, going through some type of, like, cancer treatment or something. So oh, really? They're probably, like... Sorry, Maria. Throwing her a bone, I would Was guess. there anybody that you wanted to see that wasn't there? Bianca Belair. <laughs> yeah. And my iconic duo. Yeah. Oh, iconic. Oh, my... Dang, who was it that I said? There was some... Oh, Karma, I was pretty bummed. Like, imagine her and Nia. Yeah, that would have been awesome. But the best spot was pretty sick. I think sick. WWE's kind of spoiled on her after the way she went out last time. Yeah. Melina, I think people were hoping Melina would show up because she was They were in all town. in town, yeah. I was hoping Storm would show up. <laughs> that would have been awesome, too. Well, now I'm disappointed she wasn't there. <laughs> or <Well, Yeah>. woman. <laughs> yeah, woman wasn't there. Woman's dead. Yikes. Uh, well, that was unfortunate. <laughs> uh, on SmackDown, I feel like the only thing that happened with the women was the Riot Squad took out Charlotte, and Carmella almost cashed in, but she didn't. What a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed at that. I thought it was great. I was losing my mind. I think I was texting Eck. I texted him before when the segment was starting, and I was like, a cash-in's coming. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, Kane versus Braun versus Brock uh, for the Universal Championship. Uh, I have nothing really to say other than Braun is awesome <laughs> and people really love him. And it's the the first time I've gotten to see live the way the crowd crowd reacts to him. And with everyone throwing up their arms doing the Braun thing, that looks so cool in the arena. I don't know if anybody else enjoyed seeing that as much as I did. I don't know if you guys knew, but I have a new thing okay. where I throw up my arms and I scream prep. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but I look forward to seeing it. The next um, the next promo video. <laughs> Does anybody have anything to say about this match? Um, It was what it had to be. But see, another thing, one problem I had with the Real Roman pay-per-view as a whole was the... Um, the match layout because I thought that the tag, the raw tag title match got shortchanged because that was used at the cooldown match and we even saw like the crowd was dead and everybody was leaving their seats. People, like yeah. a lot of seats were empty, so that got shortchanged. But this match was also uses kind of uses use the cooldown match. Use the hard, they use the hardcore element pr- pretty quickly in this match. But it was what it had to be. I didn't like it. It was just a match to me. But this thing is still going on allegedly. Supposedly, Kane got up and walked out the hospital. <laughs> walked out the hospital. That might have been my favorite medical update ever. Yeah, I would have loved to see that. I, I would have loved to see that personally. But I, I, I Braun's in the chamber now. But I'm hoping this is over. But it doesn't seem to be that way. Well, yeah, Braun pushing the entire commentary stage over onto Kane. Let me ask: Did they replay that at all during the show? Yeah. Maybe like, maybe maybe like thirty or forty times at at every commercial break. (laughs) I couldn't believe. So that was the only thing I could see in the arena. Like on the Titan Tron, they would show the like the replays and stuff. And I saw that so many times. I know Coach was mad. Coach was like, "Man, I didn't have to stand this much before." (laughs) Yeah, and that's what I was saying to Joey during the show. Is like, 
How often does the commentary table get taken out immediately in the show? Have you guys been watching the Mix Max Challenge? A little bit, yeah. Did you see Braun and Alexa? It That was so good. <laughs> what a T. Like, I'm really enjoying this. I love that Vince is far. Like, I really, you really know Vince is in control of any of this. Because it is so much fun. Like, do you see the vignette with, um... Braun's trying to teach Alexa how to flip cars over, and she yeah. had the shirt on. Yeah. So good. <laughs> and the shirt was like, yes. made her look it, like yeah. she was like three years the old. The shirt was bigger than her body. It was so good. And, and he was like, I sweat in this shirt. Yeah. And like, like, like they're mic'd up during the matches. You could hear, hear them. Like, Alexa at one point was saying, I'm, 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 try, I'm messing with her. I'm trying to get her to think that she's winning, but she's not. Yeah. Like, it's just so much fun. Even the, after it, um, the match, the um, interview after the match with Renee. I think you're kind of cute. <laughs> yeah, Prep didn't like that. I didn't like that. That's not Braun. That I is know, Adam. Not, not, <laughs> I know, but see, this is the thing. Like, we say this all the time. Like, WWE, like, all these guys they have, they have so much personality, but WWE doesn't let them all show it. Like, Finn Balor, like I said, all he was, all Finn Balor ever did was come out, pop his car, and look cool, but he really has a personality. And, like, Braun, okay, Braun, could, it's with a woman. He could look a little bit vulnerable every yeah. now and then. But it was like it was like really, really fun. And her doing the twisted bliss off off of his shoulder. That was awesome. That, that was, was awesome. And the she, match was fun. Yeah, I know. And she hasn't done a twisted bliss in the longest time because like just kind because like I guess they don't want her to do it on TV because it's face ish or whatever. Yeah. It's a moonsault. But we haven't seen it in so long. And it was so it was so good to see it. Like Becky was Sammy doing the dance at the top of the ramp. That was fantastic. Yeah, how much, how invested she was in being Sammy's partner. Yes. I thought it was great. Yeah, everybody's invested in being with every, everybody's partner. I love Sammy getting mad because the crowd was clapping and he wanted them to snap since <laughs> yeah. they were called the ginger snaps. Yeah, and then like when they lost the match, it was because they had too much birthday cake. Like yeah. I, I really, I'm really enjoying this. I really am. It showed like I really want them to stop being so supervised and actually have fun. Like this really looked like fun. Like, even when Alexa's saying, I think you're cute, too. Like, it was really fun. So that's my biggest hope is, like, Talking Smack was, like, the one place where these people got to, like, be themselves a little bit. I'm hoping that maybe this serves as an example that, like, oh, wait, these are all talented people with a personality who can do this. They don't need to be overly scripted. I don't think that's going to happen. But that's my hope is that that's the point that we get to, that they realize, like, oh, wait a minute, these guys can handle a little more than we're giving them credit for. So I don't know if it's going to happen, but I would like to see it. Um, It's fun. It kind of – the one thing that bugs me now, and nobody's going to feel this way but me, I'm very excited for 205 Live because of the new GM. mm -hmm. It's – what is, uh, not Dallas Maverick. That's a team. Uh, what's his name? Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick. Okay. It's gonna Dallas be. Maverick. It's gonna take too long for the Mix Max Challenge. It's gonna take away my time from Two Five Live. Well, I I will confess that I am not excited about Two Five Live. No Enzo. Well, indie prep. Indie yeah. prep. All my guys are coming up. <laughs> they they just kind of lost me. Is Roddy in the tournament? Is that what I saw? Versus Adele and Tommy next week? They had great matches on NXT, so if I were y'all, I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's like a 10-minute match. That, like it's that, really that, not that, a I, that I might, Yeah, but see, it's just that 10 minutes adds up. Even though you can fast-forward or whatever, like after a while, you're like, God, this adds up. In, in 10 minutes or not, it's like more wrestling. That's what what it's like. And I watched 10 minutes worth of really crappy YouTube videos. (laughs) And that's why I can't get behind YouTube. But the only 
quality videos are on El Preps YouTube page. Yeah. Thank you, sir. There you go. Go to YouTube, search Elroy Prepson. It's right there. We got what five vlogs up there? Yeah, yeah. Five. Uh the last one Well, the one with me and Alo figure hunting is my favorite. Mm-hmm. But the last one is everybody else's favorite. <laughs> yeah. So just to let you guys know. Yeah. One thing I did notice, I was I was questioning myself because I really want to subscribe to Patreons, but I just don't get it. I'm like, I'm gonna give somebody ten bucks. That's one beer at yeah. a bar. Mm-hmm. Like I could have one less beer a month. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then and then the original two or five live GM was supposed to be Summer Ray. Mm. Well, thank God it's not her. <laughs> God, I miss Summer Ray. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of indifferent. I miss Emma. I think, she but I'm gonna see her this week. <laughs> yeah, I think summer. Oh, that's, had... that's this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Oh, Prep's got a big day Sunday. Uh-huh. Meet my baby girl again, and then uh, I'm gonna watch the Eagles kill the Patriots. <laughs> um, Braun qualified for the Elimination Chamber over Kane in the Last Man Standing match. Uh, Elias beat Matt Woken Matt Hardy. Um, and I love that Matt Hardy's on Revy Sky's um, Snapchat. Maxwell was so sad. <laughs> <laughs> he was so upset. <laughs> I have to look for that. Um, and in the main event of Raw, in what I thought was a great match, John Cena over Finn Balor. Cena, who was just getting laid into by the crowd through the entire match, but then after the show goes off the air, he leads the crowd in the Eagles fight song. <laughs> what a panda. Um, but mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a little insider. Like, this might be annoying to some listeners. Uh-huh. Was he bothered by the crowd or the fact that he know he knew he was going to get crapped on because he was beating Finn Balor? Like, he didn't want to lose to Finn like what what do you think that was uh so that that's kind of what I was wondering was he actually upset about the reaction or was it kind of was he was it like a work that he was upset about it I don't know I wasn't in a position where I could actually really see his facial expressions I could just see him like throwing his arms up like questioning the crowd the one thing I will say that pissed me off is there was a point during that match where a beach ball started going around, because of course, and the crowd is chanting for the beach ball. Like, you're supposed to love Finn Balor so much, but you're more interested in a beach ball? Like, you shouldn't You shouldn't even be there. Ronnie, Ronnie, or Ronnie. the fact that at I started writing this on Twitter because I was waiting for the This Is Awesome chant. It just didn't quite get there. But it was like at 10.55... John Cena sucks. At 10.57, you can't wrestle. 10.59, John Cena sucks. 11.10, singing the Eagles fight song with John Cena. Like, <laughs> it's so stupid and so annoying to me. But I, Cena, I think it was probably set up because Cena, after the thing went off the air, they came in the ring with a camera, they gave him a microphone, <laughs> and he kind of said, like, I have to t-, he said, you know, you guys got to me tonight. You know, some I think he said something like, "Some days you're the dog, some days you're the something else, and some days you're the Hydra." And he's like, "Tonight I was the Hydra. Like you guys got to me tonight." And he said, "But I have to give you guys credit. Some of that is probably because I've been billed as being from West Newberry, Mass, for my whole career. 
and you guys have a big game coming up against the New England Patriots. Like, I think that might have something to do with it. And he said, but I have to tip my cap to this city. Like, with so much going on in this town outside of WWE, for you guys to come here in droves for NXT TakeOver, for you to come here in droves and, like, make the Royal Rumble something special, for you guys to come in here and make Raw a big event, and for you guys to be back here tomorrow for SmackDown, like, I have to give you guys credit, like... So, yes, I might be from Massachusetts, but sometimes when somebody gets the best of you, you got to tip your hat to them and kind of show your respect for them. So he said, so with that being said, and he went into the Eagles fight song. And everybody loved it, and everybody cheered, and everybody went home happy. But I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I'm surprised you stayed. I only stayed because I saw them go in there with the camera, and I was like, I'm curious what he's going to do. Because I thought he was going to do something involving the eagles but i wasn't sure uh so i was kind of happy i stayed because i thought it was kind of like a fun moment and i got to tweet like oh yeah now you idiots who were chanting how much this guy sucks we're just cheering for him because he sang your team's fight song (laughs) uh but yeah i thought it was a great great main event did you guys agree yeah i love the match and for me this is just more build to finally turn finn balor because the smile yeah, that smile he does. That he's smile doing. he does, like, dude, we get it. You're going to turn. Like, we really get it. And he's going to do that smile all the time, and I'm going to love it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think I, I enjoyed the match, but I'm not, I'm not sure what they're doing with The Undertaker, if he's going to face Cena or not. But I would love for Balor in the well, the Balor in the, in the Balor Club to attack Cena when he's in the chamber. If we can get Cena versus Demon Finn at WrestleMania. I'm going to say it now. If we get another Taker match, I'm gonna switch my my point from Showstopper to Slavernocker. Yeah, uh, that that will ruin the Undertaker moment from Last Mania for me. Me too. And there, it would take a crap all over it. After he lost to Brock Lesnar, I feel like there was no need to bring him back anymore. That should have been it. But they brought him back again, and they brought him back again, and they brought him back again. And now that he lost and retired. And a WrestleMania, the biggest thing to come out of that was the the shot of his gear folded up in the ring and him walking away. He should never, ever, ever come back again. Did you guys catch the 24? You know I did. I didn't. Fantastic. I caught some of the clips of it, and I swear, like... The goosebumps I felt, I felt like I was right back in my seat. (laughs) Really? Yeah, because especially with that Hardy stuff... I was like, my God! Like, if I if I feel like I'm even though I was there, I feel like I'm there all over again. And seeing Jeff like scream in the yeah. back, like because he's nervous. <laughs> That's awesome. Like he's trying to get out, like expel energy so he can relax. I will make some time this weekend to watch that. You have to, especially like we went there. Right. Like I want to see it. I saw a couple clips scrolling through Twitter today and I was like that is probably something I should yeah, watch. Yeah, cuz I didn't watch the whole thing, but I did scroll I did see a couple of clips, but that Hardy's one kind of got to me because like I was like I felt like I was there all over again cuz that feeling just came back up again. And a rare scene of Undertaker like out of character. Right. Yeah, which, which you is, don't see ever. Yeah. Except when he's except in like 1999 <laughs> or whatever year that was. In 2000 when he was mean Mark Calloway again. Um Owens and Sami Zayn in a handicap match against AJ Styles, it opened the show. Did you like it or not, Prep? I like the match, but this angle is ruined. 
like not from the Rumble, but from SmackDown. They ruined this angle for me. If they're really gonna break up Owens and Sammy right now, that's it's gonna be the WrestleMania match, right? Probably. That's yeah. what that's what it looks like. Killing me, killing me. They're doing so good together. Just leave them together. Like you see, they they like to. They already saw that Owens and AJ didn't work, so they're like, oh, right. let's try it again and just add Sammy. It's not working. Like cut it out. Just uh, leave those two be. The one thing I will say that I liked about it is what ultimately happened on SmackDown with Sammy bailing on Owens because they Daniel Bryan set up the number one contendership match for them next week. So you saw like the cracks in the foundation of Owens kind of telling him, you'll fail without me. I like that Sammy walked out on him, and at the end, like his promo at the end I thought was great when he said, you know, Kevin's had his moments. Like, he's been the Universal Champion. He's been the U.S. Champion. He's been the Intercontinental Champion. Like, I'm ready to have those moments now. I'm tired of being known as Kevin Owens' best friend. So, like, I'm taking this opportunity for myself now. I think it's, like, a good full-circle moment because that's kind of what started with Sammy when he sided with Kevin Owens against Shane. So what were your thoughts, Ayla? Well, my thoughts were, like Prep said, this is kind of like getting ruined a little bit because they're kind of showing their cards. Like they had a they had a gripe to go back backstage to Daniel Bryan, but I said this a while ago, but this is kind of like mirroring Owens and Jericho because like when I was t- taking down my notes, I was like, okay, Jericho and Owens became a thing in August. So it still lasts a little bit less than a year, so probably around maybe six months. This whole Sami Zayn thing, by the time February hits, I think I'll be around maybe, what, five or five or four and a half, five months mm-hmm. or so. So that's about the same amount of time and fun, I guess you could say fun that we have with these two. But I think next week the match is going to end in some kind of double finish, like a um, double pin or disqualification, and they'll end up facing AJ in a triple threat match. And then I think AJ will win that match. And then I think, I think Owens will probably come close to winning the title, but Sammy will take it away from him. And that's when you get Owens turning on Sammy. Yeah, I mean, I think this will be fun. And, like, obviously as a WrestleMania match, I think it's something a lot of people have probably wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but the IWC, we've seen it so many times on pay-per-view before. Mm-hmm. A lot. And then we'd be told this is the last time, and then we'd see them in a match again. Yeah, and they'll make a shirt again. of it again. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it's unfortunate because I love I love all three of these guys, and I kind of want to see them just have like all have a good story and something good to do. But I am looking forward to that match next week and seeing how they like how it plays out. Um, obviously, Nakamura got involved because they're talking about well we're going to have a dream match at WrestleMania. Why don't we have a dream team right now? So AJ got to actually have the odds evened up for a change uh, on SmackDown. But yeah, prep. I kind of agree with you that it, like it kind of took a lot of steam off of this for me. Like that, it's like oh, we're kind of pulling the plug on this whole thing already because it's been so enjoyable. So I just think there's no reason to kind of turn it around now. Yeah, but I mean, we'll see. We'll see what they do. Maybe they'll pull a rabbit out of the hat. Those guys are smart, especially like Owens. If he sees like he has to understand like if he sees his boys finally making some rounds. Maybe it'll work out for the better. Yeah, like it's his it's his turn. Yeah. And yeah. Owens is always gonna have a spot right now. Like he'll never get into Rusev territory. Right. No, he's he's kinda too much he's way too legitimized now and way too I think beloved by the fans. 
and he's I think he's earned that spot over these last couple of years. He's done a lot of great stuff. Uh, the Bar defeated uh, Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan basically left Seth out to dry during that match. I didn't even see the end of it. I was talking to Eck about something. I think I was taking a picture for Eck of something. And then I looked up and I saw the bar walking out with the tag team titles. Uh, but I feel like, yeah, this kind of fell flat. I'm assuming you guys kind of agree. Yeah, the only thing I like was Seth's new tights. Yeah, I, I had the sneakers just for him. Literally flames? Yeah, literally. <laughs> uh, on Raw, the bar got a win over Titus Worldwide. You we, said it wrong. Worldwide. They, they did get a a really nice stretch out of Apollo that had the crowd like on their feet. Yo, I want to see a singles match with Apollo and Cesaro like mm-hmm. yesterday. Yeah, that'd Make be awesome. I would love to see that too. Uh, the Revival got a win over Rhino and Slater and cut another, I thought, good promo after the match. Basically saying like, we learned from the past, but you people are all living in it. And the unfortunate part is WWE is living in it, too, in a lot of ways. Um, you happy with what they're doing with the Revival? I know you're a big I'm fan a of those I'm a big guys. Revival fan. The only thing is who are they setting them up to go against because you know it's going to be some old Legends team that's going to come out and try to put them in their place. Who is it? You don't think they got that out of their system on the 25th anniversary of Raw? No, it's going to keep rolling. It's going to be like that Heath Slater gimmick. Alo, any thoughts on that? It's too early to start building for their 10-team ladder match at WrestleMania. <laughs> Only 10? Yeah. Won't be a dozen? No. Okay. Who knows? They might make another two. Um, anything else about the Raw tag team division? I feel like nothing really happened on Raw. I, I did enjoy the tag team title match. I really did. Uh, with Titus Worldwide? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, so now I'm convinced... I don't know when it's going to happen, but I think AOP is going to be on Raw. Well, I was I was I was expecting them on SmackDown, but it was, I forgot the Bludgeon Brothers were a thing on SmackDown. Yeah, I thought they I thought they were going to come out too. I was right with you. Um, the best two out of three falls match for the SmackDown titles. The Usos pitched the shutout on American Alpha Two. Surprised me. I did not expect. I thought that was going to be clearly a two to one finish. I the was funny- kind of like what. The funny thing was, like, right before the match started, I asked Alo. I was like, who's the last person to go 2-0 in a 2 out of 3 falls <laughs> match? And I had an answer. And he didn't. Who was it? Oh, you didn't answer. I did. Oh, who was it? Ziggler did the Cesaro Hell in a Cell 14 for the IC title. Okay. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I assume you guys were, too. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow. I thought they were going to win. I So did I, and I thought, like, this is match of the night, and it... Definitely was not. Yeah, it was definitely good. wasn't. It was fine, they cut that fire promo on SmackDown now. Yeah. The, one thing about SmackDown, what's with the what's with the flying words? And the jail cell. Yeah, what, what, what is that? Prep, how do you feel about that? I didn't hate it. It's campy. I was more about the like content in the promo yeah, rather the than the like, yeah, the way it was shot and the content was great, especially with the Usos way, it was fantastic. But then it got Daniel Bryan talking and his face is all on the camera, his haircut looks terrible. Daniel and, Bryan's and, hair, what the hell is that? He's he's on he's like a breeze. Is he doing Jericho the Jericho and growing it out to wrestle? Uh too late. <laughs> Bree that's not okay, but uh, <laughs> like they, like they, when he did his promo, they had words on the screen. Like, I don't need to sing along. And then when Nakamura comes out, they ran Rockstar across the screen. I'm like stop, what? Why? Yeah, unnecessary. I loved the little shot of them walking along the cage 
backstage, mm-hmm. and then they cut. Yeah, that promo I thought was. Yeah, it was great. shot well. Um, I could have done without the lockdown graphic every yeah. time they said somebody was locked down. Uh, is there any chance that they're just like waiting to be beaten by the Bludgeon Brothers? Not a chance. I think they beat them. Yeah, I think they beat the Bludgeon Brothers too. There's got to be something else. Um, I hope so. But th- that promo was great. American Alpha 2 showed up on an episode of The Fashion Files. The what? The Fashion Files, which was back on the actual show this week. Can I just say how much I love Tyler Breeze calling the Ascension a cinch? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hysterical. Yeah, I love they were all the, the top, was it top 10 tag team, the yeah. top best dress or something mm-hmm. like that? Um, American Alpha 2 got a win over the Fashion Police. I'm curious to see where they go with the Usos because they have been built like who can beat them. And that's why my thought goes to like, is that what they're doing so the Bludgeon Brothers can now beat this team that's been so dominant? I kind of hope that's not the way they go. Um, I just have written down pre-show. I didn't watch any of it. I wasn't really interested in it. Anybody with any thoughts from the the Rumble pre-show? No. Um, How do you guys feel about the SmackDown top ten list? I didn't even pay Daniel Bryan any attention. Yeah, me neither. Do you think this is something that could be promising, or it's just going to be something we're saying how stupid it is? Probably. Probably that. Probably because that, that that's not even like SmackDown's problem. Because when you compare what SmackDown was when the brand split first started to what it is now, like you had three women storylines. It's it's not like you have to like have matches every week. It's just like one to two minute backstage segments, and that's what. Sometimes that's what all a few needs because a bit less is more sometimes. And then you had heel AJ Styles and you had all interesting things going on, but you don't have that anymore. You just have AJ Styles and you got Shane and Bryan. It's the same thing over and over again. It's like you're waiting for something to happen, but nothing's been happening. Yeah, um, I, I'm totally in agreement. Uh, any thoughts on the return of the XFL? There's a 2020. Pla- there's a bit of a place for it because. They're not competing with the NFL. Everybody thinks, oh, they're competing with the NFL. They're not competing with the NFL. But there is a there is a hole for it. Well, there's an opening for it because with Vince's whole thing was no politics. Basically, Tommy Dream was saying no politics, no yeah. BS, just football, <laughs> basically. So there's an opening for that because whether people want to admit it or not, like, like I hate like how ESPN and other sports outlets like gloss over this. Like That whole Colin Kaepernick, Neil stand-up thing, that's a thing. People are boycotting that for both reasons, on, on, on both sides. Some are on, on Kaepernick's side, or some, some are boycotting because people are taking knees. So there's, there's, like, there's like, space for that. Like, there's, like, there's, like, openings for that. And to take the, and like, with the NFL being, quote-unquote, soft and stuff, people don't watch it because of, because of that. Like, there are, like, legit celebrities that boycott the NFL for Colin Kaepernick and against Colin Kaepernick. And then not all, also with the whole Donald Trump thing, just, like, Calling what? What do you call them? People that kneel or whatever? What do they call them? Bastards or something the like that. Sons of bitches. Yeah, something like that. So like, like there's a like a opening for that. I'm not. It's not. It's not supposed. It's not going to be in competition with the NFL in any in any way, shape, or form. But it's in position more to succeed because if you boycott the NFL, this is something for you to actually watch and probably get behind and and watch football for for once all year and not have to worry about all those things that you disliked because Vince is looking for character guys and out there like now like. I'm, not, I'm sure you'll see a couple, like, big names, because Vince owns all the teams. 
so you can see like a couple of big names like I'm gonna be shocked if you see them like throw a bunch of money at like Tim Tebow or like RG3 or something like that, just to get like a big name in there and um like some football players don't even gotta go to co- um, college you just go to drink to the XFL and then possibly get drafted from the XFL like Kurt Warner former Super Bowl MVP was in the XFL yeah. so there's a there's like there's a there's a market for it and Vince has the money behind it. If you have the money for it and you see it opening, might as just go for it. I don't really know what I think about it. Like, I just find it so hard to believe that people are going to watch, like, a second-rate football product. Like, it's gonna, it's not even going to be as good as college football. Yeah, yeah, I know that. But the, And that's the point that it's in, in February, it starts in February after everything's done. But this could, like, <laughs> I'm not sure, like, what success... It's gonna mean to Vince with this. I'm not sure what like the viewers or the money revenue that he's gonna put in has to be for it to be considered successful for him. Because the goal of this, the goal of all this, is, is actually make money. But it could be good or decent. It maybe he'll break even. Maybe he'll make a, a bit of a profit. But the wor- in worst case scenario, <coughs> well, the worst thing for it to be is NFL Europe. Yeah, which I think is that's. The territory I think it's going to head into, and for me, it doesn't even make it to TV, or I don't think they have a game. Really, you don't even think there's a game played in this league? No, everything that Alo just said, like cool. yeah, that's cool. Like the, as an alternative, like the NFL gets soft, and maybe the XFL change that. No, the XFL are just gonna. They already are emphasizing on safety. Like, it's not what the XFL was supposed to be before, which is fine. I get that the times have changed, but the whole alternative thing, like, you're telling me that the NFL can't change in two years? Well, the NFL, I see your point, but the NFL, they're not going to change these things because the world's way more sensitive now with a concussion protocol, all these people with disabilities or whatever. I have no, it's not going to catch the NFL or whatever, but, like, what Vince sees is an opening. It's like, okay, well, there's people who boycott NFL because NFL all across raining her down this way. So there's like a bit of an opening. So I could possibly take these people and get them to watch my product. And so I'm not sure how much money he's put into this and what's considered successful to him. But he sees a, 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 an opportunity here. Do I agree? Do I think it'll succeed? Not really. But he's taking a chance on it. But he does, and especially right now, there is an, an open opportunity to actually do it now. I appreciate him taking the chance. Yeah, I wanted to succeed because I want him out of my wrestling. Yeah, exactly. That's the that'd be the big benefit is to get him to move on. I think my feeling is I think he's overestimating the amount of people who are boycotting the NFL for reasons other than the game of football. Yeah. Like I stopped watching football in 2015 for the simple reason of I was tired of every week some other football player that beat the hell out of his wife or girlfriend or killed his pregnant girlfriend and I think a lot of that stems from these guys are groomed from the time they're children to be violent to be like that's what you're groomed to be is like a warrior on the football field and then you're getting banged in the head all the time we saw that study from the that said something like 99% of all NF, former NFL players have some form of uh, I forget what the brain injury is called um, yes um I think that training to be violent coupled with the deterioration of your brain leads to these guys acting out in this manner. 
and I stopped watching it for those reasons. Like, I don't even know why somebody needed a guy to kneel down for the national anthem to decide, oh, I don't want to watch this anymore. To me, the, the sport itself, I didn't want to support it anymore. It didn't take somebody kneeling for the national anthem to not want to watch it anymore. I think there are a lot of people who are not watching it for those reasons. There are a lot of p- parents who aren't letting their kids play anymore. I just read an article that some, I forget if it was in Delaware County or if it was, I don't remember where it was, but some area had five like youth football leagues. And this past year, they only had enough kids for one league. Like that tells me in 20, 25, 30 years, they're not going to have the talent pool anymore. So I think that there are so many people who are just out on football that I don't think he's got the audience there that he thinks he has. I may be proven wrong about that, and obviously, as much as I can't stand Vince currently, I will always be thankful for the entertainment Vince has given me over the years. So I want to see him succeed if he's trying it. But, yeah, I don't think it's going to. I do think we'll get a game because I don't think he'll stop short of that finish line, but I think they'll struggle through one season and probably be done again. Yeah, like he's not wrong for assuming that there's an open market for it. I understand his point, but you but you have to, when doing business ventures, you have to kind of have like an open mind to whether, okay, well, there's an opening here. We should do this. But that's it. Do I want to succeed for Vince? Yeah. But do I think it's going to succeed? It depends on what you kind of feel as a success, If you make a, how much of a profit you want to make. Right. Um, are you ready for Ronnie versus the world? Yes. So I will preface Ronnie versus the world with I honestly had – an unbelievably fun time on Sunday at the Rumble. Um, I want to give a huge thank you to the godfather of the Matt Madness podcast, Joe Lafferty, for sticking it out for, like, I believe almost a full calendar year on trying to secure a suite that we could all sit in with just the people we were there with. We didn't have to be out in the general audience. Um, We had food and drink. We had our own private bathroom, which I think was a huge so, Laugh, thank you for that. Um, I thought the show was great. I thought the crowd as a whole was really great for this show. It was a really fun show, a really fun time. Um, and one of my highlight moments of Rumble Weekend was our good friend, Elite Collector, Jay Vargas, <laughs> tweeting me the picture of Sam Roberts sitting in the front row at NXT TakeOver. I thought that was hysterical that he thought to send that to me. Uh, so thank you for that. Um, but for me right now, I'm in like a very tough place, and this is a very tough time as a wrestling fan because I've been very vocal with my displeasure on the company, on the product, saying like they're not doing enough to earn my money, so I'm not going to buy merch. I don't want to buy tickets. I don't want to buy any more replica titles. Like I'm just kind of done giving them my money until they've earned it, and I don't feel like they currently have been um but there's a segment of the fan base that disgusts me so much and is the 30 something male wrestling fan is there like any more insecure breed of person than these guys and like what i mean by that is everything that they do as a wrestling fan is to try to make everyone else acknowledge what a great wrestling fan they are These are the guys who act like they invented being a wrestling fan or invented watching wrestling. And they think everything they like is gospel and everything anybody else likes that they don't is garbage. And they never shut up about it. Uh, A guy who will see me in an Alpha Club shirt 
And the first thing out of his mouth is, oh, I can't believe you wore that. It's all about the Bullet Club and Kenny Omega now. Like, what are you talking about? What does that even mean? Um, Like, nobody cares that you grew up on ECW. Nobody cares that you watch New Japan. Like, there was a time when, because you knew about New Japan in maybe the 80s or 90s, like, that that did mean something because it was something everybody else didn't see. But guess what? Everybody sees that now. Everybody's seeing the same thing. You're not some guy off to the side, the only person reading a dirt sheet. We all know the same information. We all know who these people are. There's nothing you're seeing that everybody else who wants to see it can't also see. So you're not any better than anyone else because you like New Japan or because you love DCW or because you hate Roman Reigns or or whatever. Uh, Another example of what this type of fan would be. Somebody who would say, like, oh, you know, Roman sucks. Nakamura has to win this Royal Rumble. And when the response is, well, like, does he? Because Shinsuke Nakamura winning is the most obvious outcome of this because they're going to give us Nakamura versus AJ Styles, which everyone has been talking about since Nakamura debuted on the main roster. So it's obvious. There's nothing exciting about it. There's nothing really new about it. And when when I would say that, oh, well, Really, because I feel like Nakamura has been pretty boring on the main roster. And the response is, oh, yeah, because he can't work the Japanese style. Okay, well, if he can't work the quote-unquote Japanese style, why is it going to be exciting? Like, if that's, if that's why he's boring, what's going to make it any more exciting when he still can't do it? So not only that, these people get exactly what they want. They get a Wrestle Kingdom match as a WWE Championship match at WrestleMania. And what happens after they get that? They do nothing but complain about the entire rest of the show. The women go on last. And all you're hearing is people yelling about, oh, the women, you want women getting equal pay for this? Like, grow up. Why do you care about what a woman in WWE is getting paid? It has nothing to do with you. Not to mention, they aren't getting paid the same as the men. It's not like they're getting paid the same. It was a big event. It was the first time it happened. And guess what? You paid your money to be there. So you can boo and complain and whine all you want, but you gave WWE exactly what they wanted. And you sat there and gave them your money. The, the promo that Triple H and Stephanie gave at WrestleMania 31, where they said, this is all ours, and you guys are such good little fans. That's what you are. You're not a smart fan. You're not a great fan. You're the worst kind of fan. You're the kind of fan that makes it bad for everybody else who likes wrestling. There's nothing you know that we don't know. There's nothing you see that we can't see. So just shut up. Stop acting like a tough guy for booing John Cena in front of an 8-year-old kid. You're not tough for doing that. You're not cool for doing that. You're just annoying. And I get it. Not everybody's going to like everything on the show. I don't expect everyone to. And nobody was more vocal about their hatred of William Goldberg last year than me. And I never shut up about how much I hated it. I criticized it every week on this show. But I got to WrestleMania, and I sat there during Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. And what did I do? I kept my mouth shut because I'm not the only person there. My opinion isn't the only one that matters. I didn't try to ruin it for anyone else who was sitting around me. So you shouldn't be doing the same. You're not, I I just, I don't even really know what else to say. This doesn't make you a good fan to just yell out nonsense during the show. Yelling about Sasha Banks injuring Paige. When, what did she do? She allegedly, I guess, kicked her in the back or something. Is that the story that happened? So you're sitting there 
you know, genuflecting at the altar of strong style, but then you hate Sasha Banks because she kicked somebody too hard? Like, it can't be both things. So, oh, Sasha Banks is a terrible worker because she accidentally injured somebody. But guess what? Seth Rollins has injured people. I don't see you saying he can't work. I don't see you saying any of that stuff about these guys that you like. Shinsuke Nakamura dislocated Samoa Joe's jaw. Were these idiots saying, oh, Shinsuke Nakamura can't work? Austin Aries' eye. Austin Aries' eye. So for anyone out there who's listening to me say this, you know who you are if you fall into this category. If you don't like what I said, I'm not hard to find. At Ron Pashery (laughs) on Twitter. P-A-S-C-1979 at gmail.com. You probably won't see me at any WWE shows, but I'm at House of Hardcore shows. If you don't like it, say something to me. We can talk about it there. That's Ronnie versus the world for this week. Yeah, and you catch me on Bourbon Street. (laughs) WrestleMania weekend, not going to Mania. (laughs) Yeah, and here's the other thing. As much as you complain about Vince and WWE being the problem with wrestling, you are worse than anything else that Vince or WWE does. Yeah, and that stupid strong style shirt. (laughs) Yeah, so shut up. Let other people enjoy the show. Save it for when you're at home with your friends who think you're so cool because you watched Wrestle Kingdom. Who cares? Anything anybody else has to say? Do we have any listener questions? I'll be in New Orleans at WrestleMania too. Though. I'll be the one flourishing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so good. <laughs> All right. Ronnie versus the universe. I'm glad, I'm glad you made me wait for that because I'm so angry right now <laughs> that I'm glad I don't have to do a whole rest of a show. Well, I, and I don't, feeling this way. And I don't think you missed anything. Well, something I want to add on. Like, mm-hmm. women have come, come a long way as, as sports entertainment. Well, to be known as sports entertainment is not sex objects. No more take your shirt off. Chance and this is those are reasons why people like Sasha Banks refuse to take pictures with fans because who knows the kind of rhetoric that gets thrown at her on a daily basis. Right. And Mikazi, my favorite follow on social media now, <laughs> because all you guys do is talk so much trash about him, but he's sleeping with the woman and is married to the woman that you're all desiring to be with while you're <laughs> tweeting on his stuff. So you look more stupid than stupid than anybody. Because he's he, you're talking all this stuff about him, but what's he but what's he got to be mad about? What are you gonna say about him? Yeah, he's living his best life. Exactly. <laughs> I won't say nothing about him, but I talk about Zack Ryder all day. Zack Ryder, <laughs> I steal your girl. Not Chelsea. Nah, you can have her. <laughs> you got that. Yeah, you got that. I'm gonna see my girl on Sunday. <laughs> all right. So, question for tonight from the Godfather podcast, Joe Lafferty. Joe Laugh, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Thank I had you such a blast. Mm-hmm. Wings were awesome ex- the wings were excellent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm wait, hold on. I'm sitting down at Mania. I see Ron come down with the whole tray <laughs> of fries and a literal and, and a literal cereal bowl of <laughs> cheese. Yes, T- I did. To Ron's defense, wasn't many left. <laughs> no, right. there was enough. But. Yeah. I couldn't do the fries because I paid $25 for them the night before. Yes. Wow. And chicken fingers with a water. Cheese. And you probably pay like 3 or $4 for the cheese. It's yeah. a lot for some cheese. Yeah. Right, so we got a question from the Godfather podcast, Joe Lafferty. I know you're not excited about Nakamura, but how high do you rank this Rumble match? I thought it was great. 
I thought it was great too. Like I don't have a ranking of my favorite rumbles, but I know every second that I was watching that rumble match, I enjoyed it. When it ended, I enjoyed it. I thought that they told a good story. Um, I, I honestly don't know how anyone could complain about Roman or Cena at this point. Like, I, I just don't know. How, if you are, like, you're just an idiot at this point because Roman lost the Rumble. Cena lost the Rumble. Neither one of them has been a world champion in a while. Cena has had the title, what, once in the last three years? Something like that. Um yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was a lot of fun. And I I may be a little biased because I was there and I was having so much fun, but I thought it was a really enjoyable Rumble match. Listen, this is the best Royal Rumble I've ever been to. <laughs> so, <laughs> look, anytime I get to spend these shows with my homies, that means more than whatever's going on in the ring, so... That's why it ranks up there. And Joe Laugh, you made it possible. Thank you. <laughs> Alo, where does it rank for you? Um, well, I haven't seen every Royal Rumble match, so I'm not going to act like I have. But the ones I hold in high regard, my favorite one is the 2007 Royal Rumble match because when it came down to Taker and Michaels, they basically had a match in the middle of the ring for another yeah. 10 minutes. That's one of my favorites. 2001, 2000 was, was a great Rumble match. Um. It's probably well. I said I haven't watched them all, but it's definitely in my top five as of right now. But it's still, a, it's still, it's still the new toy. I'll have to rewatch it, but it's, it was really good, good match, and it's like it hit all the emotional feelings for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was excellent. Best of the last ten years. I think you can make a case for it. If you said 07, then yeah. Yeah, yeah 07, that, that was, that's like one of my favorites. Like I said, I don't recall every Rumble match, and I have not seen them all, so I'm not going to act like I have, but I want to speak of the ones that I know that I hold in higher regard, and that's 2007, 2001, and 2000. So since I've been watching again, that is, I saw the 2014, 15, 16, 17, those, and now 18 18's Rumbles. been better than all those. It is by far yeah. the best of the last five. Yeah. Without even any doubt. You agree with that, Prep? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I said the last ten. Yeah, it's probably because like, I know the 08 Rumble in in the at the Garden was was supposedly good. I've never watched the whole thing in its entirety, but I, that's when Cena returns made the surprise return. Yeah, I've heard I've heard good things about that. So I haven't seen them all, so I'm not quite like I have. But did he get choke slam? <laughs> <laughs> never so that. So good. Uh, do we have any other questions? That's it for tonight. All right, so because I'm still angry and fired up, LeBron, come on the show. <laughs> I'm not even going to talk about the throne. Just come on the show. <laughs> LeBron, Ron's angry, but you know what? I know you're angry, too. You're going through a bit of a slump, now, <laughs> slump right now. Come to Matt Madness. I have some suggestions. You have to get rid of Trish and Thompson because I've been saying there's something in that Kardashian stuff. <laughs> something ain't right. I'm tell- something is not right. Trade Isaiah Thomas. Kevin Love is not a problem, so stop using him as the scapegoat. Mm-hmm. Fix it. Just fix it. I have suggestions. So come on, Matt Manus. We'll talk some old school wrestling. We'll talk about my suggestions on helping making the Cleveland Cavaliers better. We know you're the coach, the GM, the owner, and all that other stuff. Any any job title that's deal with the organization, <laughs> you are. Vice President of Basketball Operations. Yes, you're everything. So come on, Matt Manus, and embrace the Madness, and we'll help take care of your team's woes. Thank you, Alo. Yeah, so, for sure. Uh, Listen. Next time you guys will hear us, the Eagles will be Super Bowl champions. <laughs> I'm not talking about it. Fletcher Cox, we saw you today rocking Lucha Mask. <laughs> I forgot about that. I know you got a long week or two, you know, if you want to go to Disney World after. <laughs> so you can come here, 
talk to us right after you're done, and we could chat about wrestling. Yeah. As I told you guys, I'm superstitious about the Eagles. So I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to wear any Eagle merch. I'm just going to watch the game. I'm sorry. I am not going to anybody's house. Don't ask me. I'm <laughs> not going to your house. Emma, you're lucky I'm coming out the house for you. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm, I'm just going to like mind my business and stay at home with my captain and ginger ale. I will be watching <laughs> at my dad's house with my sisters and my grandmother and my brother-in-law. Um, yeah, I have, like I said, I have not been watching any football, but I feel like I know that my dad is so excited about this. I know my grandmother is so excited about this. I know both of my grandfathers would be over the moon. I had Eagle season tickets for 15 years with two of my cousins. I know that they're really excited about this. So while I'm not personally invested in the NFL, somebody's got to win this game. And it might as well be the team in my city that will make all the people that I care about the most happy. So I will be watching. I will be eating probably some wings. I will call you crying. <laughs> if, and if that Eagles win, look out for some me doing Ric Flair <laughs> struts and elbow drops in my house. Yes. Yeah, so thank you to WWE for bringing such a fun weekend to our city. Uh, thank you to Joe Laugh for allowing us to have such a great time on Sunday. And good luck to the Eagles in the city of Philadelphia this Sunday. And listen to Falls Count Anywhere with Russ and Matt. Listen to The Perfect Edge with Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd, the man that gravity remembered. Go back into our throwback and unsanctioned catalogs and listen to those. Subscribe on iTunes, five-star ratings and reviews. Uh, go on YouTube and check out Elroy Prepson and all of our hijinks from the last couple months. Uh, Alo, any merch to move? Whatamaneuver.net to embrace the madness and collarnumber.com. Use promo code MattMadness for 10% off your order. Al Snow, I'm still waiting for a response. <laughs> Only promo code that will get you anything in any on any website on the Internet. So, with that being said, for the recently departed Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever C. Kane Joe Rottermill, for YouTube sensation <laughs> Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepaguina. Thank you. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo, the ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd, I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Got them now, put them down right now, hit them with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the mystery man, it ain't safe to land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.